Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Over the Monster podcast. I am Brian Joyner, and I am here, as always, with Over the Monster site manager, Dan Secatora. Dan, how are you doing? I am doing great, Joyner. How about you? Doing well. I, I I managed to survive the week um, after being dusted by you in our last draft. <laughs> um, you are probably going to get dusted again. Uh, I see. I, I don't know. Our, our topic this time is going to be headlines. We want to see this offseason. Yeah. And I, I've written a lot of headlines in my life. I think That's, I got some, that is true. I think that I got some true. zingers here. <laughs> well, um, I mean, either way, either way, you know. No reason to get too competitive about this. Um, we got we have day baseball going on right now. Um, I'm currently watching the game. I don't know how you feel about this. I love a day baseball game. Yeah, it's really I think hard there should for be one to, every game. There absolutely every day. Should. Yes, there absolutely should. It's really it's hard for me to get to the night games <clears throat> because I have two small children. Um. But I don't have a real job, so it is easy for me to get to the day games. Um, so I understand that there are a lot of people out there who do have real jobs who, who probably hate me for saying this. Um, but, yeah, I, I go to as many of the day games as possible. At, at the, the old site that I used to write for uh, was a similar situation to this one where my closest coworker was 200 miles away. So I would, so I would openly root for Sox night games to get rained out, 
because that, that meant I knew that later that week or maybe later in the season, I would have a day where I could get all my work done in the morning, pre-publish some stories, rig my Slack status to make it look like I was working when I wasn't, and then I could go to the game. Yeah, I don't think uh, people who don't have children realize the, the hell that having children has on watching sports at night. And I, this, to this, for this reason, I do not blame uh, Bill Simmons for headquartering his company in on the West Coast because it'd be much easier to be a Red Sox fan, an active one, if the games were at Oh, uh, day, daytime. Four. Yeah, absolutely. Daytime sports are amazing in general. I think part I, I've really gotten into to European soccer in the past couple of years, and a huge part of the reason is it's just it's wonderful to watch sports in the morning. It really, really is. You say... Uh, FIFA, I say F1, let's throw the whole thing out. Same logic, same thing I love about it. Um, but enough about that. Um, let's uh, First, let's just genuflect in the fact that the Red Sox didn't give up a home run to Aaron Judge over four games. They did um, not. It's wonderful. They lost all four games. I don't think anybody cares. Um, they were, they were, you know, at the very least, they were a good four games. Yeah. As I, as I wrote in a piece last week, I, it, it was a sort of melancholy feeling, but I, I was happy to at least enjoy watching that series. I, it was unfortunate that it didn't mean anything for the Sox, but it was like a quick reminder of like, oh, th- this is, I mean, I, I should, it wasn't that long ago. The Red Sox were in the ALCS last year, but it was like, oh, it's a quick reminder. This is what it's like to be watching the Red Sox as they play in in the most important baseball game in America that day. You know, this is what it's like again to watch the Red Sox and Yankees play a tense meaningful baseball game. It was it was fun after, you know, after the past couple of disastrous months, it was fun at least to be in that position, I thought. Yeah, it's nice to have a meaningful game at the, a series of meaningful games. And because they didn't give up, give up the home runs, they kept them all meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um which was the best part about it. Uh, but I think that's it. I mean, obviously, we're, we're staring down the barrel of the offseason. So we are going to draft headlines that we have created. Um, if we have any of the same answers, that would be shocking because um, we're not picking them from a list. So, uh, Dan, who, who should go first? Um, I, why don't you, you be my guest here? Um, uh, I, I went, I went first last time. It's only fair. We alternate here. Uh, and I don't, I, I would be shocked as well if we overlapped any, I'll, I'll, I'll say right up front. I kind of, I, I skipped over some of the obvious ones. Um, I don't, I don't have, so yeah. So again, the topic is headlines. We want to see this off season. I, I didn't bother going with, you know, socks extend, Devers, Sox, signed Bogarts. Um, I'm already on the record of being very much in favor of both of those things happening, but it's also something we've talked about and written about to death. So I kind of went a little, a little uh, more out of the ordinary. I kind of brought a little chaos energy to mine. So I don't think we're going to overlap. So I'm not, I'm not worried at all about you stealing any of my picks. So you go ahead and start us off. All right. Well, I just went with like lots of puns for things I want to happen. So this is going to be a nice contrast in styles here. Okay. All right. So I didn't steer away from um, 
Raphael Devers. And my headline I want to see is Raffle Ticket colon Devers is so nice extension. Um, Ra- so hold on. Raffle so- Ticket. Raff. I get Dev- that. Full tickets. Yeah. Because it looks like ever so nice. So it's Devers. Devers so nice. So nice. Okay. Yeah. The extension. raffle ticket is good. Devers so nice. That is truly awful. I gotta tell you. That's that. I made that. I had the raffle ticket. Uh-huh. I made the Devers so nice part on the fly. Uh, uh, you, as my editor, might just be like, just go with raffle ticket. Yeah. So we could go with raffle ticket. I, I'll accept that. Okay. So you. But that's you... what I want to see. I want to see them. Um, Extend Devers, I think it's my number one priority for them mm-hmm. this off season, but uh and it's the between the two big ones, it's the one I think is more likely to happen. So um yeah, so I, I completely agree with you. I have I've sort of gone back and forth. At the beginning of the season, I certainly thought that they would be much more likely to lock up Devers than 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 resign Xander. Um, I don't know why. I'm sort of starting to get the opposite feeling lately. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Obviously, we got the leak of that that insultful offer, insulting offer that you know that they gave him in spring training. Um, that didn't make me feel good. Now, obviously, he's sort of he's had an awful second half. Although he's been very strong in September. Um, meanwhile, we keep hearing these stories every week now. I mean, it seems like they're doing major, major, you know, PR work here, where they keep talking about oh, Sam Kennedy meeting with with Xander Bogarts, high in bloom, talking with Xander Bogarts in the clubhouse for the game. I don't know. I'm starting to get a vibe that actually Xander maybe is now maybe the more, the more likely contract. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that uh, a positional switch uh, would make it way more attractive to the Red Sox, and that that could be part of the behind the scenes um, negotiations and machinations. But that's not the headline I want to see. I want to see raffle ticket. <laughs> raffle ticket. Okay. Um, all right, I'll take it. I, I would absolutely be delighted to see that early on in the off season. Um, so I actually I only have one pun in my headlines, so I will start off with it. Um, and it's it, not only do I have only have one pun, but I, I'm quite sure it's been used already. Uh, but whatever, we'll go for it. This is so here you go, Brian. A New York Post headline: Judge Dread, Dread spelled D R E A D. Again, I'm certain it's been used. Judge Dredd, that's the main headline. Subheadline, Mets shorten City Field porch to help new slugger reach 62 home runs. I mean, see, that's fantastic. Um, that's, uh, I, I one, do of, not... one of One of my headlines also um, concern, is pun heavy and concerns um, a certain... Aaron Judge, uh, you, you want to just movement. bring? You want to just yeah, come we out might with as it well. right now. So right, mine was Judge Fury and Retribution, um, and it would be about the Yankees fans being mad that he left. Okay, so you didn't have a specific destination in mind. I my, my you just want thoughts. My 
my instinct has sort of been San Francisco for whatever reason. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I think that's now obviously maybe I am discounting the degree to which Steve Cohen would like to rub rub Yankee noses in it. But what if that happens and then Degrom, Degrom is just like, okay, well I'm going to the Yankees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that's that nobody wins that. So uh, so no, go to San Francisco and um, and don't don't get in some sort of pissing contest between Yankees and Mets where it turns into even more of an arms race. I don't want that. I, I mean, I do want that. I don't know why you wouldn't want that. I don't I want do, the Yankees I, to get better just to beat the Mets. Well, that's true. That's true. I don't, I do not want Aaron judge, uh, here, um, for, uh, you know, as, as great of a player as he is having one of the greatest seasons of all time. He is 30 years old. This is the only time in his career he's played a healthy season. Um, whoever signs Aaron Judge, I think, is is going to come to regret it. So I don't want him here, but I absolutely want Steve Cohen <laughs> to say, "Fuck you, we're taking over this town." I wanted, I would, I want him to sign him, and I want him to re-sign Degrom too. Steve Cohen is the only baseball owner who understands that all of this money is fake. Uh, and 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 doesn't matter anyway. Um, so he could do both. Let's see him do both. I mean, I would love that. I would love. I mean, the 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 way I would like it is if the if he just turns the tables and just pays for everyone and doesn't care. And that that would be great. Um, but I uh, the content would be great. And I you know what I should just bow to the bow to the content. Yeah, you live there, man. How how could you not? Be so excited about the prospect of of that town just burning up with with Yankee and Met hatred next season. Because all, even if Steve Cohen is Steve Cohen, it's like the Red Sox. And look, it took the Red Sox a long time and a lot of winning to burn off the like stink. Uh, the Mets have a long way to go. So my point is that like I always fear a Yankee resurgence. With Steve Cohen, it could absolutely be different the same way it was for the Red Sox. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, at least we, so we, we both have him leaving at least. That's yeah. That's an obvious it's, one. It's going to be lovely. <clears throat> yep. And it's it's not a one-to-one -one with Mookie for several reasons, but it would right. still, I mean, for Yankees fans, especially after this season, it would just be hilarious. Yep. <laughs> It'd be so miserable. Um, all right, you can go again because I used my judge one also. Um, all right, so my next one. First, uh, pop quiz for you here, Joyner. Which Red Sox fielder has thrown the hardest ball this year? Do you know the answer to that question? I mean, you, my... uh, th these stats I should, these stats were only released by Baseball Savant yesterday, so you probably don't know the answer to that question. So yeah, take a guess. My though. default Look. answer would be Franchi. Franchi, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I assume that's wrong. That is wrong. Uh, the answer is Alex Verdugo. Oh wow! Verdugo has the single fastest throw of a Red Sox fielder this year, and that is not a coincidence because Alex Verdugo was a highly touted pitching prospect in high school. Um, and he still actually thinks of himself as a pitcher. He, he's on record as saying he wants to be a two-way player. So my, the next offseason headline I want to see, 
And uh, let's say John Morosi will write it. He's the only other person who cares about international baseball as much as I do. So the next headline I want to see, Alex Verdugo strikes outside in ninth as the Sultanes de Monterey clinch Caribbean Series berth. I want Alex Verdugo to go into this offseason and finally make good on this pledge that he's been saying for years and say, I want to be a two-way player. I think it can work. I think there is an avenue where a position player can succeed as a one-inning reliever. It is complicated. There are a lot of moving parts to consider. When would he warm up? I don't really know the answer to that. I guess you would have to be, you could maybe only bring him in in situations where you're pretty confident that he's not going to hit in the inning before he's going to pitch, so he has a half an inning to warm up in the bullpen. Um, but I would love to see it. The bullpen is a disaster this year. He wants to do it. Is it a smart baseball move? I don't necessarily know, but I know it would be fun as hell to watch. So that's what I want to see. I want to see Alex Redugo go into this offseason and say, I'm coming back as a two-way player. What do you think? I mean, I, I if... He could make it work. You know that the Red Sox would love it because that's just money saved on a reliever. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, I don't know if they would love it, though. because that's, course, I don't know if they would. They might say no. Yeah, do we're not talking risk about a major your... increase in injury risk. <laughs> right. For sure. Plus, um, then, what, are, what evidence is there that a pitcher could also be an impact hitter in Major League Baseball in the modern game. I can't no think of anybody. <laughs> um, I think actually Otani is not even the best example. It's more like the, the pitchers who can actually, like Bumgarner, who just like, mm -hmm. and like Chris Owings, those Cranky. types of guys. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really good. I mean, I would love that. That would make me not, that would, that would change my opinion of Verdugo so fast mm -hmm. in terms of how I feel about him. I'd be like, oh, that's actually really cool. It is, than... So he still, if you if you read what he said about this, it's actually, it's a little weird. <laughs> he still insists. So, when you know, he, he was one of these guys coming out of high school. He could have been drafted either as a pitcher or a hitter. The Dodgers drafted him, said, we're drafting you as an outfielder. That's where we want you to focus. But he still states in his mind that he thinks of himself as a two-way player and still intends to become a two-way player. He just ha like kind of hasn't gotten around to it yet. That's that's kind of the way he says it. Like it's just it's like he's, it's something he's had to put on the back burner for a little bit. I truly um, want to see that headline then because I want this to happen. Yeah. So I would love it. I would love to see it. The other guy, um, Bobby Dahlbeck, by the way, was also a pitcher in college, a very effective pitcher in college. Um, and that's one where, you know, if, if he could, if he could bring that, I mean, he, he obviously needs to do something right now to find a place in the major leagues. Um, if he could, could find his way into the bullpen, that would be interesting. It would be even easier for a DH to do this, obviously, than an outfielder. Um, you know, if Bobby Dahlbeck was your starting DH, and then, uh, you know, just snuck into the bullpen in the seventh inning and then was your eighth inning guy. Um, that's obviously much more logistically feasible than Verdugo doing it. Uh, yeah, but that's why I want Verdugo to do it more. Um, <laughs> because of the chaos. Because it's weirder. It's <laughs> yeah. just weirder. Um, you know, I'm down for anything like that, but I just, uh, 
I would love. Has Verdugo ever been a position player pitching? I wonder if he hasn't because they're like, we don't want to open that can of worms. That's a good question. Um, he must have. But, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just so afraid of, 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 of letting him back on the mound and then him not shutting up about it. Yeah, but it's yeah, like he, he if he threw if he point. threw one ninety mile power pitch, every single person would be like, "Okay, no, we got to try this." Right. Um, okay, that's that's a really good one. So this one is way more just off season related, um, and it's on the Rodone question mark. And then here's the <laughs> second half. Here's the subhead I just thought of: Sox checking out the Carlos. Checking out the Carlos. Car road. Kicking the tires on the Carlos. Oh, there you go. See, there you go. That's where you got to go. Just because I would like them to poke around uh, Rodon. I I would as well, too. Uh, I, I, man, this this free agent pitching class has got me really nervous. Um, There's no one I definitively want. But they absolutely need to land someone. I do. I think I am in your boat. I, I think Rondon. He is probably the guy I'm most leaning towards right now. Because I, I think that obviously Degrom has. There's a mil, the market could get crazy, but he's also hurt all the time. So it's like he's also like the best pitcher. He's maybe not the best pitcher I've ever seen. He maybe is um, just on his best day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot, that's true of a lot of people. Um, I guess I, he's amazing. Is the point, um, and that could get crazy. I, I you know, blooms. I, I no matter how much the Red Sox adapt their strategy to match their goals in a given season, going after the number one free agent does not seem like a strategy that they are going to employ anytime mm-hmm. in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit. Just a little bit lower. Just kick the I, tires. Yeah, I'm not sure how much lower Rodon's contract is going to end up being than DeGrom's, though. I'm really not. Um, it, it, it. Well, this comes down to the Yankees, Met, the Yankees uh, Mets pissing contest, which I'm sort of like ascribing. Yeah. I'm a, basically for the same reason you're like Steve Cohen should just sign everyone. I'm like, there's a huge thing where Steve Cohen's just like, no, I, I have Jacob DeGrom. I'm just going to resign him. We're just going to go with him and, yeah. and just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. Um, and yeah, and he, yeah, he, he should and probably will end up with the biggest contract of all of these guys. But I do think like Rodon is probably going to be right on his heels. Yeah. Well, and that's what, but I, I think it's a better idea to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I like it. I, I like your move so far. All right, number three for you. Oh, wait, number, yeah, three for you. Third? Okay, here we go. All right, so I will follow this up um, with my own off-season acquisition, though not a free agent one. Um, and we're really we're really upping the chaos here. You ready for this? I don't think I am, but All I, right. I, I have to be. This, this, is a, this is a Peter Abraham headline. It is on the front page of the Globe, not the sports page, the front page. It is El Nino Storms Boston, Fernando Tatis Jr. ready to turn the page. Uh, 
I'm letting that sink in for you there, Brian. I, I w- last week, like first, we, we just started this gimmick. And last week, I think we declared you the winner by acclamation. This week, I am happy with my headlines. I, you know, this is a process thing. This is like, look, we played a great game and I, and, and I lost because you just got some great players. These headlines are incredible. These ideas are incredible. You mean, yeah, that would Tatis, be... Tatis, bring him on. Um, here's what I'm thinking. So here's what I'm thinking. It's, it's se- it seems like it's very possible that his relationship with the Padres is irreparable. Um, they're not saying great things about each other to the media right now. Um, they also don't necessarily need him as much as they maybe did last year. Um, Hassan Kim is one of the best infield defenders in the world, and he was a league average hitter this year. Um, so they've got shortstop covered. They've replaced his offensive production with a much better offensive player in Juan Soto. Um, and of course, he's a basket case who's uh, going to miss the beginning of next season and needs a fresh start. Uh, the Padres are in win-now mode. What they do need is pitching because Blake Snell's been completely mediocre for them. Sean Manaya has been outright awful for them. So I'm seeing a package with Marcelo Meyer and Chris Sale headlining the way to the Padres. I Would, they, would it need more than that? Probably. They would probably ask for one of Costas or Bale. Um, and I would very much like to keep both of them out and maybe Brian Matta can fill it out. Um, so make the deal, get Tatis a fresh start, still sign Bogarts because the other thing about Tatis, of course, is, you know, he's been sort of injury prone throughout his career. So get him out of the infield where he's going to be, you know, have runners crashing into him all the time and where he has to make a ton of throws with his gimpy shoulder, put him in right field. The glaring, huge right field gap that exists in the Red Sox lineup right now and bring on a charismatic, electric, controversial lightning rod of a baseball player to Boston again. And let's just have fun. Let's do it. I mean, I'm in. You don't like this is this is Dave Dombrowski being channeled here. You see. You see the superstar at, the, at any sort of discount or availability, and you're just like, here here we go. Here well, is that's... the trade that makes sense. Let's do it. And I got to say, that makes sense. And it, it's a little bit of Hyam as well, because as you said, he's a distressed asset right now. You know, th- this is a guy who 18 months ago, we were all calling a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, and now I love we it. don't know what's inside his head at all, but he still has that potential. Uh, so you get him in the in the outfield. You put him next to Devers for the next ten years, and you've got the hard part done. Like you have your middle of your order locked up for ten years, um, and yes, and it'll have the side benefit of just being absolutely crazy and fun and exciting. And Dan Shaughnessy will write so many racially charged columns. <laughs> Where he will get on Tatis's back for being too, you know, quote unquote, flashy uh, and lazy, and we'll hear all that shit from him all the time, uh, and and it, it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Well, at least it'll be the primo shit. He's going to do it anyway, so we might as well just up it. Yeah. Um, my only question to you, and this is like a logical extension uh, of what you said, 
You say, oh, have them next to Devers. Do you not think that one would preclude the other? Um, just because of the size of their contracts? Yes. Well, no. I mean, look, I, I don't think the Red Sox should ever care about the luxury tax. Uh, I, I, I truly don't. Uh, it's... <laughs> We know because we have a pretty good idea based on the Atlanta Braves public financials how much money the Red Sox rake in. We, we, we can't say for sure, but the Braves, if the Atlanta Braves, I think in their last, in their last pre-COVID year, um, I, I want to say they had like 70 to $90 million of pure profit. Uh, not gross revenue here, pure profit. And the Braves have one of the worst TV deals in Major League Baseball while the Red Sox own their own network. Um, it's No, I, I, I don't believe they should care about the luxury tax. I believe the Red Sox are a team that should almost always be over the luxury tax. So, yes, bring in. So two, two guys with long-term $300 million deals, it can be done. And the teams that should do it are teams like the Red Sox. So it doesn't bother me at all. You preacher, me choir. <laughs> yes, I, I co-sign all of that. I fear that the way Bloom operates is if he did make a big move like that, it would be implicit that a slightly smaller, still large move would thus be yeah. shunted well, shunted off but but these are this is what we want to see so yeah you know fuck in it, my scenario too in my scenario we are moving chris sales money off the books as well oh yeah that's a good point all right so we're moving chris sales money off the books we already have a ton of other dead weight coming off in terms of jd martinez and nate ivaldi um so that like the money's there the money's there it shouldn't it shouldn't be it, it this isn't something that should be a concern we're also and and since we're talking about with tatista what, what a 13 year deal uh the financial landscape is going to look much different just four years from now forget about 13 years from now uh you know that the, the the luxury tax number will continue to go up contracts will continue to go up if he if he is able to get back on track to where he was two years ago and i'm hopeful that he is then that's that's not gonna look like uh, you know like an albatross deal in five or six years are you telling me that if you sign a star to a market value contract and the market continues to go up, that contract doesn't actually get worse? It gets better? It's a crazy idea. I know. What? It's a crazy idea. Oh, my God. Um, okay, well... Hmm. I was... No, I'll just go with my my normal fourth one here. Um, and this is a terrible pun that uh, I love, so I don't care. Um, Red Sox raising Brantley offer in serial outfield negotiations. Oh my God. Okay, continue. We got some raisin bran and we got a serial. Let yeah. people put that together. But I like Michael Brantley is the long and short of it. Always okay. have. Um, I've always like, he's. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. He's aging into becoming a player that uh, Chaim Bloom looks at and is like, ooh, yeah. Um, because as he gets into the more advanced 30s other teams are going to look at him and be like i don't know i am blue black bull i can sign this guy for two years instead of signing a guy for six pay a little more sign a guy like this um you know when he says things like the team's going to be better i think that those type of moves are more what he means than signing even someone like Rodon or like Spending more on the sm- shorter contract guys and just getting a higher quality of them. So um, that's that's oh. <laughs> the, yes. The bottom line is I want them to get Brantley and I want to make uh, raisin brand puns. Okay. Uh, all right. Wait a minute. Okay. The Brantley thing. You're totally right. It does sound like a high and bloom move. Uh, he is still a good, effective player, even as he's aging. What the hell is your pun here? Why Red is Sox this a cereal pun? Raising Brantley offer. So you got raising oh, brand. You're taking Bran from Brantley and you're was, doing a whole cereal pun based on that? Yes, this is this is yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's long days in the headline writing biz. You just got to have fun where you can find it. Oh, wow. And like, okay. well, this is my fourth headline. We're This is like page 57 in the old newspaper. Wow, okay. All right. I did not get that at all when you said it. Yeah, it, well, that's and the other thing. Some people now that look at explained. it and be like, I don't get this at all. And some people I thought I was be missing. like, that guy's a fucking idiot. I'm like, I wasn't sure. I honestly, I thought, I briefly thought that you were confusing him with Coco Crisp because they both play for the Indians at one That's point. True. I, I really had no. no idea what you were trying to say with that. Um, oh, man. If, if Co- it, it's too bad Coco wasn't better because then you could extend it out to be like, serial outfield search for the next Coco Crisp. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, you could. I even, as you were talking, I even Googled Michael Brantley's cereal to see if there was, to see if he had some sort of like weird cereal fetish that I didn't know about. Does he? Does he? I don't know. He does not. Okay. No. Well, Michael, does not as far as we know. He does not. Michael Brantley's cereal um, does not have any sensible uh, returns on Google search at all. It's a very. It's a very. Um, uh, it's a very sensible cereal for your for your morning it's uh, it's better than average always better than average it tastes good enough 
Um, does, start your day with Michael. It gets Brand really soggy really quickly though, raisin bran specifically. I will say um, the first hit. So when you search Michael Brantley cereal, the first hit is for an eBay, an eBay link. I don't know why it turns up, but it's an eBay link with the headline Panini Michael Brantley baseball sports trading card singles. There's something I don't called understand cere- that There's something either. called a cereal box that you can buy sports cards in. Uh, That's what it is. Okay. And, and I think there the are Panini cards. Come in? Panini's a card manufacturer. Is it really? Yes. Are they new? I mean, I have not I have not purchased a they baseball card own... since 1994, but is it a new company? No, they own like a ton of brands that you would know. Like, uh, I think they own Donruss. It's like Panini Donruss. Um, are you a big collector, Brian? Are you, are you the last person collect- in America that has a Beckett subscription? No, no, I actually don't. I wasn't for years until like many people during the pandemic. I started it as a hobby and I had a lot of friends in an online group. And I have largely stopped doing it because it's very expensive. And mm-hmm. um, the market is saturated. You know, this was... Jerome Powell just giving away money, so we had to spend it somewhere. Yeah, so true. I got back. Uh, I got back on the card game. I did buy some cards today, but um, now I realize you just buy them at Barnes and Noble. Don't buy them at the card store because um, this- Barnes and Noble is selling baseball cards. Oh yeah. No, well, I got football. I got football cards. So sorry. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I um, my collection is long gone. I did once have twenty-two different Nomar rookie cards. Um, boy, was I convinced that I was going to be rich off of those. Man, so wasn't everybody. Yeah. That guy was the best while he was still the best. Um, all right, it is time for your fourth headline. All right, you ready for this segue? Probably not. This segue? Now, Probably now, they, not. now that we just brought up Nomar, here we go. This one's from Alex Spire. Following name change, Nomar Downs showing improved contact skills. Jeter Downs. <laughs> Um, Jeter Downs I, is he's kind I, of <laughs> I'm really floored by this one this is like the, this is way more if there, is there an onion for I mean there's a lot of sites that think they're the onion for the Red Sox but I don't think there actually is one yeah well um, we, we operate a website about the Red Sox Brian I think we could probably take it in whatever direction we want yeah, I mean, you just, you just write that column so you can make that headline happen. I could. Um, but no, Jeter Downs in many ways is, is like the perfectly engineered baseball player for me to hate. Um, starting with, obviously, the fact that he is named after Derek Jeter. Um, number two, the fact that he is a living, breathing reminder of the Mookie trade. Um, and then number three, that he is uh, awful and shows absolutely no potential of being a major league baseball player right now. But despite all of that, and despite the fact that he was awful in his brief cameo two months ago, I kind of found myself kind of liking Jeter Downs. Um, he still couldn't hit major league level. He still could barely make contact. But he, he seemed like a cool guy. He's, he's energetic. He's fast. One of my favorite baseball player archetypes is just, you know, little tiny fast guys with great gloves. Um, and it seems like he at least has that going for him. Um, so I, I found myself sort of liking him and really pulling for him despite all the other factors. So this, this would put it over the top. 
He changes his first name to Nomar, learns how to put the bat on the ball, and, and I'm in. He's my new favorite player. Yeah, you really did go crazy with this. Um, I, 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 I'm going to raise my game because I'm impressed with these. Um, whereas mine are just very simple puns for things I would like to happen, except for this. I mean, I would like this to happen, but it's not going to happen. Um, he's, uh, he's getting desperate. He, he's, he's probably looking around, flailing, looking for an answer, trying to, trying to keep, a, keep a grip on his dream. You know, he's, he's a desperate man right now. Desperate men do desperate things. You know who aren't desperate men? People who start the day with Michael Brantley cereal. That's true. They have the energy to keep going all day. They do. Um, and they're regulated with all that brand. So they're um, feeling good in that department. All right. The last headline, what else could it be? Bad bets, colon. Uh, Drunken John Henry said, of course we could have signed Mookie. You imbecile, you fucking moron. <laughs> Do you think John Henry swears? I don't think he swears. No, maybe. Yes, he definitely does. No, he definitely does. He's he's too high finance to not have had a deal like go south on him, and just have some sort of screaming rage tirade. Yeah, and, but you don't think he says, "Oh, Jiminy Fiddlesticks," when that happens? No, no, he ain't that guy. That's true. Um, and all the time he spends in Liverpool now, everyone, everyone in Liverpool, it's my understanding, swears pretty much every third word. Well, that would be the only reason he didn't, because maybe he would see himself as uh, too advanced for the fans of the team he bought, because yeah. uh, he, we know he thought that because of the Super League. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just admitting that if you did all this without Mookie, you could have done it with him. That's all. It's not going to happen. Um, so why don't you just uh, – you've – this is like the bottom of the ninth, but you're ahead. But let's just play it out anyway. So why don't you lay number five on me? All right. My last one is actually not Red Sox specific, although I guess my first one wasn't either. Although anything that anything that, that's bad that happens to the Yankees is, is I guess, Red Sox specific by default. Um, but so my next one for the league of the whole, the league as a whole, I should say, Ken Rosenthal. Manfred lands in Argentina, vows to continue fight against usurper Theo Epstein. The idea being here that Theo Epstein engineers a bloodless coup and takes over Major League Baseball this winter. I don't know exactly what the details are, and it's almost impossible because it envisions a future where Major League Baseball owners put someone in that job who whose care is, is about the, the actual state of the game as opposed to just the state of the owners themselves. So it's impossible. But I would love to see it. God, I really feel like we need Theo Epstein as the next commissioner of Major League Baseball right now. Well, I think there's two different things working in your uh, statement there. One, Theo, as the eventual commissioner of baseball, makes a a huge amount of sense. And now that you say it, it's like retroactively, it looks like he could be being groomed for such. Um, That's what I've hoped for ever since this sort of new Theo reshapes the game job has popped up. Yeah, they definitely created a job to give to him. Um, So I like that. But here's my unpopular opinion. Um, Can we we send Ken Rosenthal too? You want him to go to 
I mean, he could. I guess. I guess. Well, People, I guess the idea. If Ken Rosenthal is the one writing this headline, then I suppose he did travel with Manfred in exile. That's he. That this is. If if it's not clear, so Manfred is going into exile here, after being ousted in a coup. Um, he's relying on on that that. Uh, network of Argentinian Catholic priests who smuggled all the Nazis out of Germany into Argentina to to get him out of New York safely. Oh no, I um, got that. Okay. So, so um, I suppose if Rosenthal is reporting it, then I guess we can infer that he is in Buenos Aires as well. You know, um, my first job was at a Queens newspaper and the publisher was a family business and the son was like running the magazine, the mom owned it. And the son lived up uh, in Westchester County, which is where I live now. But they lived in Irvington, which is a rich town. At the time is like, oh, do you do you know who Rob Manfred is? And that was when he was the uh, the lead counsel. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's my neighbor. So uh, I think he still is. I think he still lives up here. So I could run both both Goodell and Manfred live within 15 minutes of me. Um, wow! I, first of all, I didn't realize that you were a multimillionaire. Congratulations for that. I am literally on the other side of the tracks from Scarsdale, such that there's an entrance to our train station in Hartsdale. um, But Scarsdale has its own side to get in on, so they don't need to deign us with their presence. They they just they can just they don't need to set foot in here. Um, But it is nice. It is it is very beautiful. I I, I'm just uh, playing. But yes, uh, Manfred is terrible, and um, if he would go. I want him to go somewhere much less pleasant, frankly. Um, I want the Nazis to, the Nazi sympathizers to look at Manfred and be like, oh, God, no, not you. No, no, you're not welcome here either. That would be. <laughs> how, how, how do you feel about Theo's rule changes, by the way? Because um, I got to tell you, I, I could not be more excited for them. I. Really I, I um. The thing that I like about Theo is that I don't doubt that he has the best interests of the game at heart. Theo was like, just, I had never thought about him as commissioner, but now it seems to, the the only way it wouldn't happen, like Manfred is commissioner because the owners want him to be. Right. I, I actually, yeah, I truly don't know. If, if it ever could happen. I think I think the game would have to be in a real dire place before the owners let someone like him in that job because I think he like he is too he he would be too good. He would be Giamatti. Yeah. I mean that's exactly. like that's take, exactly yeah. but 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 with a much stronger like claim to be able to talk to all um, I mean, Giamatti, I can't believe Giamatti was ever commissioner. It's like, that's mm-hmm. one of the craziest things. And it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right that there would need to be, I mean, and look, do not put it past Manfred to create such a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> really. It very well could happen. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I, 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 I he would be too hard for the owners to turn him into a puppet. So I don't think it will ever happen. I do think it would be wonderful. I think even if he, even if he does not 
rise to the commissioner's chair, I do think these rule changes are going to be profound and for the better. Um, I know, I mean, we're, we're hearing every other day, you know, some other player comes out and talks about what a travesty they are and how they're, you know, against the spirit of baseball. What these rule changes are really doing, in my opinion, is not, is not changing the way, is not changing the way the game is played and, and, you know, into some sort of unrecognizable state. What they're doing is bringing back the way the game used to be played 50 years ago. You know, when yeah, it's it was, making it recognizable again. Right, exactly. It's this, the game has just it has gotten so slow, and the three true outcomes have gotten so out of control. You know, I think minor league games are what a full twenty six minutes shorter this year. Absolutely, bring that on. I I would love to see increased running. I would love to see contact skills emphasized again. Um, and I do, I think all of these changes are going to help in each one of those regards. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe Haim is playing uh, chess here and that's why the Red Sox have like the most stolen bases in the minor leagues. I don't know. Just saying. That is true. Yep. David Hamilton finished the year with 70, I think. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I, I did, I wrote something a couple of weeks ago about Jaron Duran um, and I found, you know, it was really interesting to see that uh, obviously he was a disaster at the plate and in the field, but Duran for even as fast as he was, was, was very gun shy in the base paths this year. Um, I think he only, he took the extra base only something like 30% of the times it was available to him. Um, whereas for context, Xander Xander led the team in that this year, and and he was over fifty six percent. Ronald Acuna Jr. leads the league at like seventy six percent. So we're talking about and, and you know we're talking about one of the fastest players in baseball, and he really he wasn't taking the extra base. He wasn't stealing all that much either. He was he stole seven bases, only thrown out once, but he didn't. He, he was not going as much as other elite base stealers are. Um, now he since since his demotion he has stolen home for Worcester twice, so my hope is that you know one of the things he's working on down on down there is is just sort of getting back to to what makes him a special talent, which is his speed. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe next year Jaron Duran and David Hamilton will end up playing big roles on this team. We shall see. That's the draft. Dan wins. But uh, I'm, you know, gracious in uh, gracious in defeat here. That was an incredible performance. I mean, you just well, we did. You just we kind of had different aims. Your your aims were the puns. My aims were here's the just story some crazy shit I want to see. So. But uh, no, when you like you when you see a craftsman at work, you just you just um, you got to give it to them. So that's it. Uh, we are we will be back with another one of these. Uh, list at some point soon until then you could follow us uh dan do you do you want to go with the at over the monster for you is that no you can you okay uh, you can yeah i mean people if people do follow me on twitter they will be extremely disappointed to find out that i'm almost exclusively just a reply guy and, and don't tweet out any of my own original thoughts um, but sure if they want to follow me at dan secretary i'm out there and I am at Brian Joyner. That's Brian with a Y, Joyner with an I. And uh, yeah, 
eat your Michael Brantley cereal, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Take care.